0: Are starting now?
1: Let's get started. Okay. Okay. Let's do it. Hello. Welcome to the Family Repair Podcast. This is our first episode. Uh, My name is Dolphin Casper. I'm Susan Casper. So you may have noticed we have the same last name. Uh, Susan is my mom. Uh, She raised me, and we also worked together for about 10 years, uh, facilitating and delivering work that she created uh, basically throughout my childhood. She was doing and creating this work. And The Family Repair Podcast is uh, an offering we wanted to make available to people who feel stuck, uh, where there's a lot of uh, conflict, there's a lot of tension, there's a lot of difficulty in their family system. We wanted to share something that supports people in having a place they can go to get insight, to get answers, to get approaches that they can use in their life that make a real difference in their family system. And What we know is that our family relationships are the single most important factor in our sense of well-being, in the kind of longevity and and health of our lives. And what we also know, especially the work that my mom and I have been doing, is that when we heal the family system, that becomes a kind of solid base that we move out into the world with. So that means our, our professional relationships, our community relationships, the kind of things that we can build in the world are actually dependent on whether or not we've taken the time and care to sort out our our family system. So that's what this is about. Susan's going to share some things about how and where we might see that that our family needs repair, that this kind of information and support is needed, and then we're going to get into a little bit about what a, a family repair can and, and and should look like. So,
0: okay. I mean, the first thing I want to say is that um, families are not easy, and especially in this time, um, uh, just. There are just so many elements in it, and especially in this fast-moving uh, time of, of this world, the technology and and the differences of, of perspective from different uh, ages of family members. So it's just not an easy thing. And so I want to kind of you know calm everyone. It's like you're not uh, alone in feeling like oh my god, my family is it's difficult because it's basically the way it is. So so we're efforting to bring a kind of a lightness and a perspective to that and to see that there are things that we can do that make a real difference in how we are in our family and how it shows up for us. So uh, we were writing down um, some things this morning about uh, like, what is it that that might be the difficulty in our relationship? And some of these might be right for you and some of them not, but listen up. Um, So we're putting up with each other. We kind of lift our eyebrows or roll our eyes when um, we're listening to the other or the other's listening to us. We're overly worrying about the other, whether it's an older parent or a child with children and how they're raising their children. We dread our contact. Instead of being like, oh wow, I get to see my mom, my dad, my my mom, um, then we're kind of dreading it. Uh, We have an automated behavior. So we've got it down how to avoid conflict or how to have it be okay. So uh, everything becomes quite automated. Um, we get easily angered or frustrated. Oh, my God, she knows nothing about technology you know, or anything. But that's, that's a particular one that happens. Um, we talk about that person. So that's something that happens when there's a, a repair needed. You, you don't want to be direct and say what you feel. So you talk about them in a derogatory way. You bring up past wrongs in your own mind to others or even directly to your parent or your child. You're disappointed. You kind of have an air of disappointment in regard to that relationship, like it's never going to change. So you're disappointed. You have unmet expectations. You want and expect it to be better than it is. Um, And then, like, I've tried. I've tried Different ways. I've tried to make it better, but it's not working. That person is just not willing for it to work. So those are kind of the that's kind of the arena of seeing that uh, a family needs some kind of repair to be kind of nourishing and and fruitful.
1: Yeah, and I'm sure you're listening. You know, if you have a breath and a heartbeat, I'm sure you were nodding your head to some of those, maybe all of those. And and it's this interesting dichotomy, right? On one level, that's just the way close human relationships are, is that we we push each other, we poke each other, we get on each other's nerves, we let each other down. Some of that is right and natural. And what we're speaking about is a kind of dynamic that feels sort of static. It doesn't feel like it evolves and changes, and it doesn't ebb and flow. So if you're someone where the the, neg- the quote-unquote negative interactions, where you feel stuck or charged or angry or upset, are by far the more common interaction. That's a signal that things are not working, that this, these relationships are not in a grounded, healthy place. Come in the idea of a repair. And, and I wanna create a little bit of context for that. It's, it's not an approach for us where something is broken that needs fixing. The kind of repair that we're speaking about is that human relationships and families and communities are meant to, to thrive and evolve together. And along the way, we have our difficulties. And so the repair we're talking about is, is the inherent difficulty of coming out of a, an evolutionary and cultural past where things didn't get handled well. And those are just the, the pieces that we're working with. And the repair is about how do we bring those pieces together that have felt disconnected, disparate, at odds, in conflict. How do we start to bring those together in a way that feels cohesive and, and harmonious? And that's what the repair is that we're talking about. And now we're going to get into what that might create for you in your life so you have a good sense of what's possible.
0: Yeah, like what does that look like? Like what would you see? It's not like uh, la-di-da, everything's just so wonderful to my family. It doesn't show up like that. But um, again, uh, we were kind of jotting down some things that we saw about it. And one of them, for me, the obvious one is kind of a less tension, so I'm, I'm more relaxed around that person or those people. And so that's that's the first thing. And then I'm also willing to be different and I'm willing to see the other person as different than I thought they were. Um, a way to say that is kind of letting go of the labels. So, you know, this is my mother or this is my father, this is your grandmother. Um, so I'm not, I'm that's sure that label is there and I am that or you are that. But I'm also a person, so there's more of a feeling that you can see that person more whole uh, as as a full-fledged person, and yeah, and also one big thing is kind of letting go of of being right about how it was or how that person is. So, and that's a big one for all of us. It, it's across the board in any kind of healing, is is this willingness to okay, I may be right, but I'm I'm willing to put that aside to see how things can be. So I think that's the way, I think mostly it's like lessening tension, a lightness, um, an interest. You're finding interest in the other person, whereas maybe you just, oh yeah, that's the way they are. There's not really anything interesting there. So now you're seeing them as a person of interest and who you can engage with in in new and, and uh, creative ways.
1: Yeah. One of the things that just coming up as you're speaking is, I think sometimes, we, oftentimes actually, if we have a, a relationship that has been difficult for us over a long period of time, there's a sense of like, oh, like, how long do I have to do this? How long does this have to go on? And we can have this sense of like, I'm just going to go and, and be with people who love me, who take care of me, who are willing to come to the table for dialogue and conflict resolution and all of that. And, and that's good to start to realize you can consciously choose the relationships in your life but i think there's there's a, a often a hidden cost when we when we go out to try to find the relationships we want to try to find the life we want and we kind of leave our family system behind we 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 want to be able to just go oh it's just too messy it's too they're too difficult they're never going to come around i'm going to go elsewhere And so there's this place where I think we really need to come back to these relationships and make peace with them. It doesn't mean we need to forever bang our head against a wall, but I do believe there's a a way in which we can come to peace with them within ourselves that allows us to then move out into the world and and have whole healthy grounded relationships where there isn't any kind of avoidance or bypassing of what's difficult because whatever we don't come to peace with in our family system will show up in our other relationships. And and we've set the precedent that what we do when it gets difficult in that way is we leave or we bypass. So that's a piece that I think the repair is about coming honestly and earnestly face to face with what's hard and learning how to come to peace with that.
0: Yeah. And I think once you um, find what a difference you can make within your own change within yourself, that it actually has an incredible influence outward into the world and into the people around you. Once you really have a grasp of that and are really uh, confident in that, then you have all the power because it's always in you where change starts and gets reflected out uh, in your relationships. So that's pretty exciting.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I have a couple of questions that uh, I'd like <laughs> I And mean, you can start by chewing on them. So one of the things that I wanted to offer in this introductory podcast is obviously to give people a sense of what we're up to and what they can expect in in coming back to the podcast. Um, The other thing is that, you know, I think we have questions, especially if we start to want to make a change or a a difference in our relationships, like why is it this way? Hmm. And so I wanted to provide some insight for people about, you know, our perspective on why, why are our modern relationships with our family so complex and difficult? And, and maybe what are some of the mistakes we make around like whether it's our story about why it's all messed up, because often, you know, it's the other, right? The other is the problem. Um, so I'm curious about those two questions. Mm. Why do you think it's particularly challenging for families in modern times? And where are we making our mistakes? And you
0: can, mm, so. mm. I mean, the first thing I think of when uh, you say that is that um, the incredible beauty and innocence of a child no matter what is given to them like some people are you know blessed with family who is very loving and and supportive and and we all are on a spectrum of that where it could be just that we didn't get very much love or support at all but whatever way it was we in our own minds in that openness became like a sponge for everything that was coming to us and so in so first of all in becoming a in being a sponge because we're so open then everything comes in nothing wrong that's what we are we're open everything comes in but then what we do what we've done with that with what is coming in is where we start to go a little bit awry because we make decisions we come to conclusions we, we decide, oh, it's this way, or I'm this way. Oh, it's my fault. Oh, I should be able to do this. Um, so we're, so that along the way, though things have come in and we've taken them in, now we've also made decisions and this grows. So this is where the problem starts. It grows and now the decisions, now we're looking for something to happen that supports the decision we've made so now our perspective gets narrowed instead of just being open now we're narrowly looking oh yeah he doesn't like me or he thinks i'm this now we're not seeing maybe we're we're not seeing the rest of how he picked me up and looked at me lovingly no but now my perspective because of the decisions and conclusions i've drawn is focused on what was wrong so here we are we've grown up and we've added all of this on to ourselves and now we have this batch of relationships with people who partially are out there, but very much are um, now a reflection of the decisions that we've made. And so now we we can no longer see the whole. And that's what I was saying before about being able to see that person as a, as a person newly and not just as that, because that particular groove of mom got so covered over with with the decisions and conclusions uh, so that's what yeah
1: think. and I hear you talking about what we do with our belief as children and then older children and adolescents and young adults we're constantly applying belief to make sense of the world to make sense of ourselves to make sense of our relationships and and here's here's a piece that I think is an interesting and helpful distinction we can make is pain is inherent in life-hmm Pain in the absence of a context that helps us make sense of pain, then leaves us with with a conundrum. Now we have to try to make sense of that pain on our own, without a context that holds it. Right, I think that's what a healthy family system and a healthy community does. Is it helps a child hold their pain and hold it in in a context that that allows them to make sense of it in a way that's integrative. That in a way the pain gets felt and healed, and then the child moves on. And actually, they're more. They're more grounded and they're more mature than they were before the pain because they were able to navigate it with the support of that healthy family and community. In the absence of that, we just do whatever quote unquote works. And, and, and so then and I am going to give an example to make this a little bit more concrete. So if a child experiences a sense of not having a voice, so whatever, they, they try to speak up, they try to advocate for their needs in the ways that a child does, and they get shut down or yelled at or even hit. Now, a child is in huge distress if they can't express their needs and the family around them doesn't respond to those needs. They're in distress because from an evolutionary perspective, that's like survival stuff. Oh, I'm not going to get my needs met here. And so the child will have to try to figure out, like, what's a belief that allows me to make sense of that situation? And and for children that grow up in a space where they don't feel like they have a voice, the the conclusion that's almost always there is, I'm not worth it. So then there's a, there's a core piece of self-worth that they begin to develop in themselves that says, I don't have a voice. My voice doesn't matter because I'm not worth it. And now you can see, imagine someone who's trying to navigate life with that as a, a kind of primary reference. I'm not worth it. My voice will not be heard. My needs will not get met. So this is like, we're kind of delving into something that that's, that's very much in the attachment theory kind of arena. But but the reason I'm bringing it up is that in our relationships, these core beliefs and the way we've held them and the way our emotions and behaviors start to develop as a result of them start to run automatically. We're not even aware of them. They're just doing what they do because we've done them so often. And so anytime something even looks like, oh, they don't have room for me or they're not listening or I'm not getting my needs met, all of a sudden you're four years old again like that part of you literally gets frozen and this goes for like if you're 70 and you're you know you're an adult with with adult children when that piece of i don't have a voice here gets touched you are no longer 70 years old you are that part of you that that initially created that belief of i'm not worth it i don't have a voice my needs will not get met and here lies one of the great challenges for us in really repairing our relationships is that we need to find a way to come back to these hurt, young, vulnerable parts of ourselves and speak our truths in those moments, even though we feel very small and very vulnerable. And and that's part of what repair is about. It's like, how do we start to hold these hurt pieces of ourselves better, first with ourselves and then in relationship?
0: Yeah. And I want to bring up, the though, and that I totally am with you and on with that, um, but I also want to bring up that This doesn't mean that we can't have a significant um, and really clear repair in our relationships as we are right now. Like, we don't all have to, um, you know, we don't have to see all those things. Those, that's part of life, is these things get touched. And, but to become aware so that, so that when things arise in us, we kind of recognize them. That's the repair. That's the family repair part because we're not going to just okay i'm going to just do all this great work and get all this old stuff out of the way and my traumas and my bad decisions but but we can right away find a different way to be in our family that makes a significant difference and that's part of our evolution and part of our our own healing it becomes like actually interesting because you say oh wow that just triggered my own you know misinformation and misunderstanding and now i get to see it and then you, there's a kind of a sense of appreciation for the family in that repair mode you're seeing things as opportunities rather than like somebody to get out of the way so that you can get on with your life you know
1: and so how do we start to do that how do we start to tune in to show up in a different way to to speak the pieces that that are meant to be spoken in those moments of conflict or or discord?
0: I mean, I think the first thing is what we started out with, which is seeing, oh, yeah, these things are relevant for me. This is what happens. I kind of go into numb mode where I just act like, okay, four more hours and then I can go home, you know, whatever. Like you start to start being aware of what is occurring to say, oh, yeah, this family is in my world this family needs some repair. And I don't have to point out there and say, you need to repair yourself. I can start right here. And as soon as we make that shift between in in seeing what is occurring, seeing, yeah, this, this is not the way I want it to be. I want it to be something else. Um, and, and having that awareness of it, then we start that, that repair starts automatically. So, Right away, as soon as you say, "Oh yeah, that's me, that's me, that's me, that's my family," then you've started. You've actually already started this process of repair. Now you're going into that family knowing these things that maybe you weren't aware of or weren't clear about. Yeah. So that's where it starts, and then there's more, and that's what our podcasts are about, really, and um, what we're what we're bringing. Yeah.
1: Yeah and I think what we've been talking about for the last few minutes brings up a piece that I think is really relevant and and we'll get into this more as we as we go with the podcast but I think we can think about how we might approach or intervene or create repair or or, or a shift or transformation in relationship from two primary perspectives there's what we do which which has relevance and importance like what do I say here how do I behave do I engage do I not engage this is all kind of more of the 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 functional aspect of of how we play in the interpersonal space with the people close to us and then there's this other domain that 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 actually is meant to precede all the doing which is how am i being with what's currently going on mm-hmm. how am i with this moment and and the moment is is more than just the circumstances it's more than the thoughts we're having like the moment is is what what is but the moment also includes how do i feel about What's going on? What are the reflexive beliefs that play in me? And and whereas there's lots we can start to use and do to kind of pick apart that, that tangled mess as it often occurs for us. But it's like, first, can I be a little bit more open to my own physical sensations right now? Like a lot of people are getting more clear about how powerful somatic practices and somatic awareness is to do a lot of this kind of integrative repair work if I can't be with my own body in a way that's very open and relaxed, of course I'm going to be more reflexive with my reactions and, and my my desire to control things or push things in a certain way. So if we are aware of these two sort of domains of, of what we might call an intervention, right? So there's the actual doing of things, uh, which again has its place and has its importance. But there's also this, how am I being with all of this? And I think if we don't, take care of this one first, even if we do all the right things, underlying all of those right interventions or those right things to say, we're not really there. Like Our heart isn't really open, we're not really present, and the connection isn't really alive. And so now we're we're acting out what we think is good to do, but the real relationship and connection isn't alive.
0: And that's where that sense of, like, I've tried, I've tried, and it's not working, it's not working. It's because we've had an idea or an agenda of, of what seems good to do. And then we do it, but but we're not fully present. And And I think that's something that, you know, you and I even have gone through. It's like, well, you know, we could be saying the right thing. We know a lot. We've done all this kind of work. Um, but if we're both not really present in this moment, then we kind of have this frustration like, no, you know you're not. You're not getting me, or you're not understanding me, and vice versa. And it's all because we're not actually, for the sake of our relationship, which is always right now, for the sake of that relationship, I'm willing to put the other aside. I'm willing to put my judgments, my evaluations, my everything, and what it, it leaves us being here with each other, which is always satisfying. Now we're here with each other. Oh yeah, you're here. I'm here. That's, and that's what we really want with from our relationships. No matter what kind of relationships, we're focusing on this relationship, but it's true of all of them, that we want to have someone really be there and see us and know us and, and connect with us. Yeah. Okay. Now we can work out whatever we have to work out. So that's such an essential part. Like we're, we're covering the difficulties and we're covering what repair might look like. But Really, in essence, we're talking about how do we let go of all of those things that stop us from being here with this person who we have so many ideas and decisions about, and we've gone through so much together. We have so much history. How do we then allow ourselves to be present with the other, so the, the other feels really received and, and can give what they have to give? That To me, that's, that's what I'm here doing this for. So that we can all do that.
1: Yeah, and and it's funny because that shift of really being here together, like, oh, wow, I'm here. I'm in my body. I'm with my own emotions. I'm with my my internal space, my mental happenings. I'm with all of that while I'm with you fully. And because I'm with all of what's going on in me while I'm with you, you can see and feel me more. Mm -hmm. So there's this kind of magic that happens. Mm. And one thing I want to just caution people around is that I think sometimes we're looking for an answer. We're looking for an answer that has a result we prefer. And and then we do something that's really good, but it doesn't necessarily give us the result we want. So this isn't a magic wand where everything just all of a sudden becomes perfect in the relationship, but it is an, an accessible doorway through which what's meaningful about being together is immediately available. And then we find out, while we're here together, connected, feeling all of what we're feeling, what does it mean to 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 fulfill a relationship? And, and that's really what I think we're inviting people to, to open to and to engage and to hopefully get supported in the podcast, is what's really possible in these
0: yeah. core relationships. Yes, because it's not, in a way, it's not about the repair. It's about the, po- the possibility. Tell them that. It, you know, it's about the potential of this relationship that that the magic of you have this relationship. I have this relationship for all of these years. This person was inside me and I've had a relationship with him all of these years. And there's magic in that. There's so much in that. But if we're busy, if I'm busy having difficulty and, and feeling, you know, hurt and not seen and not understood, and he's not understood, and like we're we're busy trying to make that okay, then we miss what is actually there is this incredible possibility of a relationship that has been through all these years and so intimate. Um, that's exciting, that it's not so there's nothing about the repair, but that's exciting.
1: Yeah, and and like the level of depth and intimacy and meaning that's available is staggering when you start to become available to it. Mm-hmm. And then that begs a question which I want to finish with. If it's so meaningful and so powerful and so beautiful the kind of connection and depth and meaning we can have in these family relationships why are we so committed to staying in this these old patterns? Like what is it? And then I know we can get into this <laughs> a lot but like can you give a little just for people listening to better see how and why they might be holding to some way of being with their kids or with their parents that gets in the way of all of that meaning. But, but it makes sense in a way. I'd like to just help people make sense of that piece.
0: Yeah. I don't, I don't know if I, if I can answer that. It feels like a, almost like a, a seven day workshop or something. Yeah. Um. But I, the first thing that comes to me, which probably doesn't speak to all of that because it's a, quite a big question is that we we're in this misunderstanding because of all of that early stuff and all the things we've accumulated that we are we're in a protect um, mode of living, and so we in a way we have to be right we, we we have to protect what we've built to protect, and so now in spite of the vastness in a way of what's possible and the beauty we are pulled to um to be right and to have our our point of view now having said that i i also want to say that it's it's not bad it's just that we we miss so much in in doing that and um yeah so we we get to miss what's possible and i think that's what we all want we want what's possible in our relationships and um and so we need to learn the value of of them of that possibility we need to see the possibility and we need to be willing to you could say pay the cost it's a perceived cost of being right about about how it is
1: um, yeah i mean that very much reflects uh, what was what was there in me as i asked the question and you know this idea of of we've invested in all sorts of things throughout our lives and, and those investments get saved in us. they get saved in our body, they get saved in our emotions. they get saved in our our way of seeing things. and those things that those investments play automatically behind the scenes and they, they shape our perception and they shape how we experience or make sense of something, how something feels to us. And opening to this possibility in a real way is letting go of those investments. It doesn't mean it all goes away. It means you become willing for anything you've invested in that isn't real and isn't about what actually matters most. You, you're you willing for all of that to fall away. And and that's, that's a significant piece mm-hmm. to let go of and, and to, to live without in life. Mm-hmm. And so then it makes sense. And I love what you said there. It's like, it's not wrong. Can we come to our own pieces and the people in our lives that we struggle with and And create a new frame where there isn't a judgment of wrongness, just that things are the way they are and and it's okay, but that doesn't mean that it it's meant to be that way or that it, it isn't meant to be different than that. And so then we're inviting possibility versus trying to address what's wrong. And then of course, when something is wrong, things like blame and shame become sort of central, which is I'm sure a lot of people can relate to in in their family relationships. so, I just really am excited about this project with with you, Mom, and excited that you're choosing to come along with us. We have lots more to share. Uh, This was just a little introduction and a tip of the iceberg. Just know that we have um, all sorts of things we want to kind of delve into and explore and share with you. And uh, we will have guests on the podcast when the time is right. And we want this to become more like a dialogue, a conversation. So if you're listening or if you're seeing a clip from the podcast, please... Reach out, comment, uh, ask questions, share your thoughts. uh, And we have lots more to share in the weeks and months to come.
0: Thank you. Thanks for inviting me.
1: Thanks for being here. See you all soon.
0: Yeah. Bye. Thank you.